0: Go to the right wing, to the blue line for McDavid. He'll come down the right. He'll pull to the middle. Shoot! Scores. Connor. McDavid. With his 200th career goal, has given the Oilers a three-nothing
1: lead. McDavid would later add career goal number 201, and the Edmonton Oilers overwhelmed the Arizona Coyotes 5-1 tonight. Edmonton 4-0 to start the season. Zach Hyman scored twice, one shorthanded, one on the power play. Warren Fogle scored his first goal as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Miko Koskinen very good in net, 26 saves. He's now 2-0 on the season the Oilers power play went two for two they're seven for 14 for 50 percent on the season thanks a lot for tuning in tonight it's ten we're in the Friesen Brothers broadcast center Rob Brown Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford overtime open line well a first period that was Probably a bit in favor of the Arizona mm-hmm. Coyotes, except on the scoreboard. By the time it ended, the Oilers got a late goal. And I use the word overwhelm, and I think ultimately that's appropriate in this game. The Oilers were too much.
2: Yeah, they, we talked about it, that the Arizona Coyotes were going to have to play a perfect game, stay out of the penalty box, and have an extraordinary game by their goaltender. Well, I thought they played okay. They couldn't. They didn't stay out of the penalty box because they were in there twice, and their goaltender was average and you can't beat a team that's superior to you. Uh, It just doesn't work that way. Uh, The Oilers in the first period, probably fortunate, early in the game they didn't fall behind, a wonderful save by Koskinen on Chikrin. that kept the game 0-0, and eventually the Oilers' uh, third line did what it does best and changes the flow of the game and scores a goal late in the period. That was huge. You know, Arizona's playing well. If they got into the first intermission 0-0, there's belief in the dressing room. Instead, they're sitting in there Go. we just did everything we could. That was as good as we can play. Our young goaltender played well, yet we're down one nothing. And I think that hurt. And then specialty teams. The Oilers specialty teams have been really good the last number of years. Their power play goes two for two. Their penalty killing was exceptional. Scores a shorthanded goal again, which was a backbreaker. But the one thing you look at with their power play, there's 50% on the season. They've scored seven out of 14. They go two for two in this game. And the two goals they score in this game, it's the Oilers don't score goals where, oh, good bounce, oh, deflected, seeing eye single. It, it somehow found its way in. Both goals were empty net goals. That's how good the Oilers are. that they, they move the puck around to the point where they've got a wide open net that the goalie has no chance on their power play. So the Oilers' power play played against a poor penalty-killing team, and the power play made it look silly. I think there's a lot of
1: storylines to talk about tonight. Zach Hyman, one of the new additions, is now up to three goals on the season. Uh, Two on the power play, one shorthanded. I'm certainly not going to complain that he's yet to score five on five. I mean, big deal at at, at this point. But we've talked about his versatility, uh, his kind of deceptive speed. I mean, it's almost more of a, a powerful speed mm-hmm. as opposed to a blazing speed like McDavid, and then a good shot on the shorthanded goal, and then, like you said, the power play goal. And and we see this from Hyman on other plays too. His skates are often right on the edge of the crease. Like he gets as legally as close to the net as he can, and that led to that
2: tap. Well, and then you, you watch how he positions his body. He, he turns his body so that wherever the puck's going, he's got his body between the defender and where the puck and his stick are. So he, he's using it to protect. And he, he's a big body. He's hard to move. He's strong on his feet. We've seen that. He doesn't go down very easy. So he's got the weight of a big man on the back of him trying to knock him over. And when the puck gets put in an area... It's just his stick in the empty net. So that's how he scores the power play goals. He's got good hands. And then the the shorthanded goal, I I know you and I talked about it before. I read where his speed is average. I don't see that with Hyman. I think his speed is great. He separated on the two-on-one and then nice hands finding back post and then score a big shorthanded goal.
1: Oilers take it 5-1. Here's head coach Dave Tippett.
3: Dave, uh, when it came to just over the course of the game, how you liked the way the team sort of picked up steam and and it appeared to play better as that game went on
4: uh, Uh, in periods two and three, as opposed to maybe the way it all started. Well, we just fumbled some pucks early. They came out as hard early and we kind of weathered a bit of a storm, but I I liked the way we played most of the game. We were pretty solid, uh, got a lead. I like what our power play did in the third period. We finally got an opportunity and... At 3-1, that's what you want your power play to do, go out there and, and if you push the game to 4-1, it's uh, it's kind of you're moving in the right direction. So a lot of good things from our team tonight. Koskinen was really solid in goal. Um, you know, we didn't have to overtax anybody with the back-to-back. and uh, We came on the road to try to get four points. We got two, and now we got to go into Vegas. It will be a real tough game tomorrow night.
3: It is early in the season, but would you kind of say that I'm not saying everything is great, but that everything is good and kind of rounding into form early, which sometimes might be difficult early in a season to
4: sort of have everyone and everything going in the right direction. Yeah, It's early. There's lots to work on yet. It's early, but, uh, you know, I like, I like some of the things we're doing. We're, our special teams have been pretty good. We've got any kind of contributions throughout the lineup a little, uh, a little more than last year. So things are, things are, we're off to a decent start, but we've got a lot of work to do yet. Dave, um, is this a game where you can say Zach Hyman comes exactly as advertised I mean, with an impact, shorthanded yeah. and PP? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's a big part of our special teams now, and we wanted, coming on the road, we wanted a real workmanlike game. And uh, obviously, he leads in our department, in that, in that department on our team. And, you know, he goes out and plays a sound game like that tonight. That's, you know, that's why we got him, and that's he's producing. You look at connor's first goal tonight yes you pull
5: your rv sets the pick and really opens up some space can you talk about how much more effective he's been at using his body with uh since the beginning of last season in terms of making scoring plays for his teammates
4: well just he's a big man in front he takes up a lot of space there and there's one thing to be a big man it's another thing to go to the areas and like doing it and he likes doing it around that net i mean you we were talking today the coaching staff i mean you look around the front of the net you got you know, Pooley-Arby and Hyman and Cassian and Fogle all around that net. It's a different look from our team this year. And that's, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're having some success around there. Hopefully it continues. I know it's a team game, but uh,
5: McDavid has over 50 points in his last, I think it's 22 games. Um, Pretty, pretty incredible yeah. numbers. But yeah. can you talk about how special it is as a hockey fan to be watching one of the best players in the world in his prime, performing night after night?
4: You know, the, you know, uh, we talked about uh, Connor and Leon with some friends of mine today, and the best thing about those guys—they're great, great players. And Connor obviously has had an unbelievable year last year, and it started up well. But they—they want to win. They're good people. They want to play hard. They want to play the right way, and and they want to win. And they know they have to do their part, which is which is a big part with our team. But uh, you love their attitude. You love their commitment to, to helping our team win.
3: And on the heels of that, it, it, they both appear to be like, oh, we're on the same line? Oh, great. Uh, oh, we're not on the same line? Oh, okay, that, that's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll kind
4: of move forward that way as well. Yeah, we've talked about that. And they actually like it that way. They actually like uh, uh, changing it up a little bit. They get different looks. I think it keeps it fresh for everybody.
5: You've talked in the past about the line of Fogel, Kassian, and Ryan, and uh, Fogel gets his first as an order, and yeah. it was a beauty in the first. Maybe take us what you th- saw on that it's play. It's was a
4: big big goal and a great individual effort, you know, and that's what he hes kind of like a bull in a china shop out there, and he just bowled his way down the wing and and got it on net, and it went in. So he's been a real solid play for, player for a series. Uh, he comes as advertised. He's hard and he's heavy. He goes to the net. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's contributed on some PK for us now a little bit too. So he's been a good player.
3: Is it a bit of a coach's conference or discussion to determine who might start uh, Friday night in Vegas, and that's something
4: you leave till the morning or just work
3: through it to determine what you would like to
4: do? Well, Koski played really well. I mean, I'd like to see him play unless there's, I've got to talk to the trainers and just talk to Schwartzy and we'll just come to a final decision. But uh, he played very well tonight. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't play tomorrow.
6: Take
3: one last question on Zoom, Terry yeah. Jones. Go ahead. Uh, yes, it's actually a combination of from all over once. To what extent, as a head coach, are you um, willing to, or uh, what do you see as a head coach in, in terms of uh, the potential of this power play? It looks like it could be one of the greatest of all time, extended through the years. Uh, and the other thing is. Uh, You had the number two penalty kill two years ago. Uh, It dropped to ninth last year, but you had to make a lot of changes. But what do you see uh, with that group? I mean, you had a perfect night on every part of the special teams with a bonus of a shorthanded
4: goal thrown in. Yeah, I think with the power play, Terry, I think you're looking at things like you're talking about will be judged after the season or after numerous seasons. We've been first in the league two years in a row, but these guys they really uh, they mesh well together. Uh, we've got Hyman and Pulleyarby playing a bigger role for us this year uh, in front of the net. They've been real strong. Um, so the power play has been really good. But where they stand in history, that, that'll that's for longer down the road. Um, our penalty killing has been a bit of a work in progress this year. We've we got some new people, and um, they seem to be picking up things fairly quick. But will it'll still be a work in progress here. But so far so good and. Uh, you know, they got a couple good kills tonight there that helped us along.
1: Thank you. This concludes tonight's media All right, that is Dave Tippett, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, who win 5-1 over the Arizona Coyotes. The Oilers are 4-0 to start the season, and uh, it'll be a step up in weight class tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights, which we look forward to. He was asked there about and didn't... To me, he started off a little non-committal, but then I think basically told us Koskinen is going to play again, though I do think they do trust uh, Stuart Skinner. But, I, I mean, a very good game from Koskinen, 26 well, saves.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that they do trust Skinner, but you got to back up goalie for a reason to play when your starter goes down. And uh, if this was a 3-4 and four night, there's three games and four nights, then you would play Skinner one of those games. But back-to-back games after having played, what's it, 16 days or whatever, Goskin's going to play both games, and deservedly so. He was very good tonight. Give him a shot at Vegas tomorrow night. That's why you got him.
1: All right. You can reach us tonight at 780-496-0063. That's also where you could have texted before the game for our Set the Line and I am pleased to say that Jay is the winner tonight. And Jay has been a longtime listener to 630 Chet. I know I've interacted with him through uh, texts over the years. And he's been going through a bit of a tough time recently. So I'm really happy that he won. We set the line at 22 for the number of minutes Connor McDavid would play tonight. Over or under? Well, it was well under. McDavid played 15:29, So... Jay is getting a $100 gift card to River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. I'm very happy for Jay.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he read the way that this game was going to go. They were going to be able to roll all four lines because the Oilers were the better team, were going to get a lead, and they didn't have to tax Connor tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another big story, Robin, it's been after every game and, and during every game, but I think it's worth talking about because for the last couple of seasons, we spend a lot of time after almost every game talking about the exact opposite. And that's the Oilers forward depth and specifically the third line. Mm -hmm. And a lot, a lot of times at the past couple of years, I feel like we were saying, well, even if a third line didn't score, what if they just tilted (laughs) the ice and forechecked a little bit? Well, they're doing that. And I mean, the Cassian has two, we'll grant that one was on the power play. Ryan has one. Now Fogle has one and they're, they're
2: around the net they're around the net a lot well you're right and it's funny you say it kind of tongue-in-cheek but yeah we did talk about you know if, if if they could just be play even the entire season and not score a goal the third and fourth lines but just be even that they would be uh be able to benefit the oilers but no they got the third line and 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 i'm i wasn't saying it without seriousness, seriousness when i said that the third line every game has made a difference in their win. Like they've done something special, whether it be a big hit, scoring a big goal. And tonight you pointed out when they had a they won a face off in the offensive zone, they had about 40 seconds of zone time. They changed one at a time and Leon Drissettle was out on the ice and they were still in the offensive zone. So now Leon instead of having to come from his own zone with entry into the offensive zone to make plays, he's already jumping into a play where the puck's in the offensive zone. That's huge. And that's something that the Oilers haven't had in the past. The Oilers' third line is good, and they want to keep them together. They don't want to move anyone up off that line. They don't want to move anyone down. They're doing what they do best. They're big, they're physical, they're smart. And the biggest thing about when you're on a playing on a line is the chemistry of knowing what that player is going to do when he has the puck. And you see it tonight, Hyman's still trying to learn where McDavid wants him or where you want to put the puck. He dropped it to Connor tonight, and it missed him by about five feet. You will get that eventually. But Ryan Fogle and Cassian, they know if one of them's got the puck near the boards, crash the net because the puck is going on net. If the puck goes back to the point... The defenseman knows, throw it on that. I've got two huge bodies in front, and then Ryan's going to just dangle around the outside and look for rebounds. They understand what each other's strengths are, and so far in four games and the exhibition season, they've played to each other's strengths.
1: Well, and I think that's a big change so far, and of course we're early, and the Oilers have played four teams Mm -hmm. who weren't in the playoffs last season. I certainly would not expect Arizona to be anywhere near the postseason this year. I would think Anaheim is a very long shot. I think, to me, Calgary and Vancouver are in a we'll see type area but 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 nonetheless the Oilers net presence is is so far greatly improved I mean I think in the past you had yeah a couple guys would do it and obviously some of the skilled players can keep pucks alive but I mentioned Hyman taking up space in front of the net Fogel and Cassian and Ryan are going to those areas and McDavid's first goal Jesse puliarvi has drawn two coyotes to him plus he's screening the goalie Yep. And now, of course, McDavid can pick that spot, but, hey, I'm sure he he doesn't mind that he's got a big guy shielding the goalie, too.
2: Well, he, he can pick the spot because the goalie doesn't know where the spot is he's picking because the goalie can't see nothing. Pugliarvi, he, he understands what his role is on that line. He went behind the net. He retrieved the puck. He got it back to Connor, and immediately went to the front of the net and as he was going he, he bowled over the defenseman. If you watch the replay the defenseman's on his knees. He's got another guy trying to come in and defend him. The goalie's trying to look around him and Connor McDavid got an extra oh 10 12 feet of ice where he got to skate closer to the goalie. And now all of a sudden instead of shooting it from, you know, 25 feet out he's shooting it from 15 feet out. And he's going to pick that spot so Puljavi again has learned how to play with Connor and Leon. He's learned that he doesn't have to be the guy lugging the mail. You know, retrieve the pucks, get it into the hands of one of those two that hang out in the blue paint. You can't move him, and Tippett giggles every time he talks about he's this immovable force in front of the net, and it's true, you can't move him. He's too big, so the defenders are now not even engaging him because they know they're going to lose the battle, that now allows Pugliarvi's hands to be free in front of the net for rebounds and tips and such. All right, you can get us at
1: 780-496-0063. We will drop the puck with Alex tonight as the Oilers win 5-1 over the Coyotes. Hey, Alex, thanks for calling, man. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, remarkable.
6: Oh, man, I I don't know what to say. Like, you know, in years past, I'd phone up and whine and... uh, you know, and uh, misbehave on the air and basically just lose it. And, uh, uh, you know, I just, uh, I got nothing to complain about. I know Barry drives me nuts every now and then and some of his uh, crazy passes. And Bouchard was a little loose in those areas tonight. But, man, this is an exciting team to watch. And, uh, like, everyone, it's just, uh, you feel safe as a fan watching this thing, you know? <laughs> you feel as though, like, I don't know, Like, uh, and the best is yet to come. I just... Uh, what can I say? Holland made all the right moves this year. I think that's what I wanted to say. All the newcomers, uh, man. There's no weakness on this team, and um, it's exciting. It's uh, man. It's going to be quite a year. I, I, I hope Yamamoto. You know, he's not playing bad. You know, at all. Uh, he drew a good penalty there tonight. I hope he gets on the scoreboard. But there's they've got so much depth and so much so much scoring on this team that. You know yamamoto could probably go another five or six games without scoring and no one's gonna whine or complain but i'd like to see the little guy uh, get rewarded and uh anyway i just wanted to share all that good stuff got a good good feel for this team man anyway uh great show and i'm out of words i'll i'll leave it to (laughs) someone else all
1: right (laughs) thank you alex we appreciate it well i i hope yamamoto gets on the score sheet too i think that would be a big boost for him i think going forward and there's 78 games left, so there are a lot of tales to be told. There will be slumps, mm-hmm. you know. There are probably going to be injuries, which, as we know, can uh, affect things. There will be tougher parts of the schedule, and I look forward to seeing how the Oilers face all those challenges and, and how they evolve here as a team. I think, to me, Rob, a big test for them will be tests for them will be when they play against perennial playoff teams Mm -hmm. uh teams that can really grind whether you know obviously winnipeg will be a big story they got them home and home next month playoff rematch uh you know the central division has some pretty bruising teams even tomorrow and and how are they going to do about that because we have seen i mean if i if i was going to knock something about the oilers to this point if they don't transition the puck out of their end quickly other teams can get a get a mm-hmm. cycle going. And, yes, that that happens in hockey. I'm not saying you're never going to get cycled, but, um, you know, Anaheim did it with some quickness and some tenacity. and in, in the first period tonight, the Coyotes did it. I mean, I think the Coyotes are good enough to do it for a whole game. But I think that's something I want to see uh, how the Oilers do against better teams that can grind a little bit.
2: Well, they'll be tested uh, when they play against those teams and also teams that have... Uh, a better set of defense. You know, when you got Connor and Leon and especially if they're on opposite lines and they're rolling out back to back, teams need to need to have two pairings, two strong pairings. And tonight I, I'm not sure Arizona has one strong pairing. They got Chickrin who's quite good and after that it gets pretty thin on the back end. Uh they will be tested, but right now they've got a team that they got the high-end skill level, obviously with the two best players in the world. They got the physicality with the additions of a Hyman and a Fogel and Cassian, who looks energized and looks very um, into every game this year. Where there's been times in the past where it seemed like he maybe checked out a bit. Not so much this year. He's engaged. Well, Cassian checked out a bit early today. Yeah, well, <laughs> got a he, the- <laughs> yeah, he got a misconduct and left the ice. But but we've seen a much more engaged uh, Cassian in the game this year. And then they got a power play that uh, I, it's, it, it's silly how good their power play is. Again, they've got five guys on their unit that all have the ability to make the play and all have mm-hmm. the ability to score. And they're scoring empty net goals. They're not scoring... Tips, long-range bomb. like they're scoring empty-net goals. That's how good they are. And the other big thing that is improved so far, we've seen, is good penalty killing. And right now, all facets of the game looks good. Now there are, they're not a perfect team, but there's no team in the National Hockey League that is. Tampa was the closest thing to a perfect team last year. They lost their entire third line, so it's it's not the same team they had either. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are good. Uh, They're fun to watch, and I'm looking forward to when they start playing against good teams just simply to see where they stand up with some of the better teams in the Western Conference.
1: Yeah, I think so, because those are the ones where you really think, okay – they're not playing. How, how, how do the coaches react? How do the players yeah. react? I mean, the players know when they're, they're beat or didn't have a good yeah. game, and then how do you move out of that? Well, for sure?
2: the, I mean, they're going to be a playoff team. We want to see what they do in the playoffs. They're not playing Arizona in the playoffs. They're not playing Anaheim in the play, in the playoffs. So we want to see them play against teams that we know will be playoff teams. Vegas is one of those teams dis- They're missing some players, but they are a deep team that they're playing tomorrow in Vegas. So 5-1 win
1: for the Oilers. That means the goal light is on. Presented by Japanese Village. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. We turn on that goal light whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. They've done it three games in a row. They can score. That's pretty good. They can score. And uh, you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer by hitting the link on 630Ched.com. McDavid with two, Hyman with two, Fogle with one, Nugent Hopkins with three assists. The uh, highlights for the Oilers tonight, 780 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. We have Robert hanging on the line. Hey, Robert, good to hear from you, buddy. Go ahead. Hey, guys, how you doing? Excellent. Well, I mean, I think uh, tonight, I
0: mean, I want to start by touching a little bit on Fogel. I mean, like that goal he scored tonight—that was, I that was absolutely unreal. What a move he made! I think he like he went inside out at least twice from what I saw, and then, and then a heck of a shot. That's my first point. And then, then, uh, uh, and then my second point. Actually, I have three, but my uh, second and third one will be quick. The second one, I agree with you guys. You guys are saying like uh, we want to see how they do against... A St. Louis, a Colorado, a Minnesota, teams without ilk And my third point is on the goaltending. Koskinen, he played good tonight. I know we played a weaker team, but in my mind, Koskinen plays tomorrow because he didn't he didn't show he didn't show any signs indicating that he shouldn't play.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Koskinen looked. Comfortable. I know Oil Country is always nervous about the first shot against, but he didn't get beat until the third period. He's going to be another interesting guy to watch this season because it was very unusual for him last year to play so much early. Mm-hmm. And again, Bob and I talked about it on the Face Off Show after he played all those games early he was actually pretty good it's just he had such a terrible start against vancouver people kind of point to that well he's the guy that let in four goals of four shots but if you bring up his game log from last year it's like well he actually was <laughs> pretty good it's just the bad one was so bad yeah
2: i'm not i'm not so much worried about koskinen as a backup goaltender uh, you look around the league uh, there's a reason every team's backup goaltender is the backup goaltender because they're not good enough to be starters. And I think that's with Koskinen. He's not a guy that's capable or hasn't proven to be capable of playing 55 games a season and being successful. But I believe if, if he plays his 30 games, 35 games, or whatever he has to, with the proper rest, he could be Uh, give them the quality starts they need. Thus far, I mean, you can only judge him what he's done this year. He was very good in exhibition. He was good in relief the other night, and he was fantastic in this game tonight. So uh, a good start for Koskinen. It's an absolute no-brainer that he starts tomorrow in Vegas. Yeah, I think so.
1: Tonight... It is a $500 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They're given 100 bucks every time the Oilers score a goal throughout the season, already up to $1,900. And you can track that total on the Oilers page on 630chet.com. Okay, we have more post-game reaction on the way. And, of course, more time for you at 780-496-0063. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
0: side Keller across to Kessel. He'll wait. He'll get it across. One-timer. Nice save by Koskinen. His cost despair absolutely hammered that on net and Koskinen
1: held on it. Yeah, good start by Koskinen. His save of the game for Reface Magic. Transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at refacemagic.ca. Koskinen is 2-0. Remember, he came on in relief on Tuesday and got the win. Oilers win 5-1 over the Arizona Coyotes. Sonny in Vancouver says, I thought that Nugent Hopkins has one of his best games going back to last season. Forget about the assists. He was flying, great reads, awesome passing, really good on the PK and in defensive coverage. That is from Sonny in Vancouver. Another texter says, Hey guys, I watched the game on TV. I kept thinking I was hearing... Arizona chanting, let's go, Oilers. Do you think it helped that this game was almost like a home game? Also, although it didn't matter in this game, do you think the bench minor face-off penalty should have been called? Well, they they followed the rule book to the letter. Yeah, no,
2: I, it was the call. You don't see it very often. Um, to me, yeah, it's, if, that's what, uh, if you kick the guy out the second time, that's a penalty. Uh, no, you can't really argue it, and the Oilers didn't argue it that much as for... The pro oiler fans in Arizona—that's been like that for years because Arizona doesn't get their own fans. So there's a lot of free, there are a lot of tickets for the oiler fans to buy. I don't know if it pumps up the oilers as much as it demoralizes the home team. I played in. I Hartford. They were used to it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I played in Hartford. And whenever we played Boston, it was three quarters Bruins fans, one quarter of ours. When the opposite team scored, when Boston scored, and the arena explodes when your own in your own rink, it's depressing. So I think it would be tough to play in a rink that has very little fans supporting you. And when the opposition team, like the others, come to town and all of a sudden the others score a goal, everyone's cheering, that's tough to play through.
1: Uh, uh, Marty says, hey, Reed, is the Oilers' hot start kind of like birdieing your first hole? For me, that usually means some adversity is coming. Well, Marty, if I ever get a birdie, I can tell <laughs> you what happens next. So that's that's difficult <laughs> for me to answer. You might want to text the Golf Network. But no, I know what you're I mean, saying. Certainly there's adversity coming yeah, for the Oilers. Well, it's just how severe it's going to be and, and, and how they, I mean, look, they they beat teams they should
2: have beat, mm-hmm. which is step one, in my mind, to having a good season. Well, looking at the schedule to start the season, you would have expected them to be four and zero going into Vegas, and Vegas was going to be a tough game. As for adversity. You hope they have adversity. You do not want to get to the playoffs without facing adversity at some point. point because you're going to face it there. And you don't you want to know who responds, how they respond, what you need to correct because the response isn't there. They will. They're going to have a tough time. There will be injuries. There will be fatigue. There will be bad calls. There will be slumps. All those things are going to happen. happens to every team every season, just a matter how you respond to it and how you get yourself out of it.
1: Yeah, and that's. I think that's a really good point. I mean, it's such a. It's such a long season, and even a few weeks from now, mm-hmm. we're not going to be talking about these games or, or remembering uh, these games. I. You, you just. I mean, here's the thing. The the good teams have. Every team has a slump, right? Mm-hmm. But the the good teams the slumps are shorter and the surges are longer. Yes. And even we saw that last year that the Oilers start the season well in January. Well, no, they were 3 and 6 and then they were kind of, you know, got a little better and then their good run was 11 and 2. So, okay, their bad run was 3 games under 500. Their good run was 9 games over. So, when you put that together by the end of the year, um you got a good season. But like we were saying earlier, I I, I want to see I want to see them be challenged. Yep. I want to see them play the the good teams. And yeah, they're they're going to lose and they're going to be some nights when, you know, people like Alex are going to call in and and maybe aren't feeling so good. But I, I want to see that and and the really big picture thing is Ken Holland has said this maybe this is going to be the year he goes for it at the trade deadline. Well, if the Oilers don't take some bumps, he's not going to know what he needs at the, at the <laughs> trade
2: deadline. That's true. Uh, it's I mean Right now, everything is working for them. They, this is not often does a coaching staff and a, and a GM put together a lineup that you have picked day two of training camp. These are all the lines that the Oilers had in training camp. The fourth line, this is the fourth line that started right from the very beginning. So this is exactly what they expected to, to start the season with. And it's gone well. They're 4-0. and They're rolling. They're playing well. Everyone's contributing. Life is good. Uh, usually there's a bump or two, and there's that's why you have the surprise. Oh, okay, this didn't work out. That's why we went to Plan B or to Plan C. Right now they're still on Plan A, which is nice, but at some point you're going to have to see what B, C, and D equals to figure out what you need. Right now all they got is is Benson sitting out. Uh, do they need more? Do they need something on their fourth line? Do they need some? Is Yamamoto going to be able to to find his game? Is your is this the defense that you want? Is this what you like? It, it, is this a defense that can beat Winnipeg in the playoffs? That can beat St. Louis? Can beat bigger, stronger teams? You don't know that until you start playing said teams, because right now they've played teams that, you know. There's a good chance the four teams they played thus far are all out of the playoffs at the end of the season. Well, two of them, I think. Well, for sure. For sure but I think, Cal- think well, Calgary Vancouver will compete. Well, in I division. said compete. I said I, there's a chance that all four oh, could be yeah, out. Sure. And there's a good chance that three three of four will be out for sure because there's only one of those two teams, and I don't think they're going to be win. Well, Arizona might, I
1: mean, I don't want to pick up. They might finish last in the league.
2: They certainly could. I mean, their goaltending, the guy they brought in has got an eight, Goals against Average Hutton. They brought him from Buffalo. They can't even play him right now. So they got this guy who we couldn't even pronounce his last name. Never heard of him before. And... Vemelka. Well, that's what you think it is. There's a lot of other vowels and consonants in there that don't really work for me. But uh, that poor kid... And they don't have a strong defense. They got some forwards up front that are really just playing out their contracts. And this is a team, too, that there could be six to ten players gone by the deadline. They got all those UFAs that they're going to try and recoup some draft picks back by trading them away. So, yeah, Arizona, there is a, a strong possibility that that may be the worst team in the National Hockey League at season 10. Oilers
1: win 5-1 as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers. Head to edmontontrailer.com. It was Winnipeg winning 5-1 over the Ducks tonight. The Flames shut out Detroit 3-0 the Hurricanes beat the Canadians 4 1. The Canadians are 0 5 to start the season. The Hurricanes have a website. <laughs> <laughs> called didthehabslose.com, and it is a real website, and it is celebrating the Hurricanes and uh, mocking the Montreal Canadiens. Vancouver gets a 4-1 win over Chicago. Vancouver all on the road so far, 2-2-1, two, two, and one. so th- they've been able to hang in there, in a tough start for Chicago.
2: Yeah, uh, Vancouver, that is a pretty good road trip to start their season, because they're going to have a whole bunch of home games coming in, and the Chicago Blackhawks, oh, they are not a good hockey club right now, uh, and there was expectations there. Taves is back playing. They went and got Flurry. They went out, spent a ton of money on Seth Jones. This was not the start to the season they were expecting.
1: Sharks beat the Senators 2-1, so San Jose is Three 3-0. Panthers are 4-0, just like the Oilers, knocking off the Avalanche 4-1. Capitals win 4-1 on the road against the Devils. Patrick Liney scores in overtime. Blue Jackets 3, Islanders 2 is the final, and the Rangers win in Nashville 3-1. In baseball, the Dodgers pound Atlanta 11-2. Atlanta still leads the series 3-2, and in the NFL tonight, Cleveland hangs on to beat Denver 17-2. Fourteen. All right, you can get us on the Teed Hotline, 780-496-0063. More Oilers post-game reaction coming as well. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
3: Gives it to
0: Nugent Hopkins, looks across, finds McDavid, Scott! Connor McDavid, he puts that home with a man advantage, and the Oilers are up
1: 5-1. Just seeing that TSN Stats Center has posted this. Players to record 200 career goals and 380 career assists before turning 25. Brian Troche, Wayne Gretzky, Denny Savard, Dale Howarchuk, Steve Eiserman, Mario Lemieux. Pierre Turgeon, Sidney Crosby, and Connor McDavid. Put two goals and an assist tonight.
2: Uh, it's quite the the group. And it also shows you, uh, Pierre Turgeon, he was a really good hockey player. He does, He's not usually mentioned yeah. as, as great, but being put in that list of, of superstars. I have a feeling over the course of the next 10 years, there's going to be a lot of times we're going to come out of a commercial break and you're going to say, okay, new stat. And you're gonna name more or less the same players, <laughs> right? And Connor McDavid, because I feel he's gonna be in that group for a number of years with a number of records that he's gonna be having in his hopefully long Hall of Fame career here in Edmonton. Let's go back to Glendale. Here's number 97 for you guys, and
5: what you thought of your effort tonight?
7: Uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's nice to nice to get back on the road and, and get back to the states and, and playing some, in front of some different fans. I think uh, you know it was. Uh, it was a fun fun year last year playing, you know, an only Canadian division, but, you know, it's nice to get back to a little normalcy and, and, and play some different buildings.
5: Your team made a lot of additions over the offseason. One of them was Warren Fogle. He scored a beauty tonight. But can you talk about the line, that entire line, and how much of an impact they have in your guys' early season so far? Uh,
7: they've been so good for us. Um, you know, I think in our four games they've got the first goal and two or three of the games at least, you know, they're they're, they're getting us going. And, you know, they kind of have that identity and, and they're all uh, – they're all uh, buying into that and, and giving us a ton of momentum and energy throughout the game. So that line has been amazing, and, and uh, obviously, folks with a big golden tonight and um, you know, they've been big for us all four
5: games. You talked about their energy, but what is most impressive of that line when they get on the ice and how they're able to dictate the play when they are?
7: I think the most impressive thing is is, is how how well they all skate um, and their forechecking. I think uh, you know they take pride in, in forechecking and and uh, you know, kind of getting rolling around and. Uh, in the ozone, and um, it's impressive to watch. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty clear when when all three guys are on the same page, and and uh, and those three guys clearly are.
3: You and Leon have been together, and the team has won. You and Leon tonight, uh, separate. I just wonder about how spreading those weapons around with the same result at the end.
7: Yeah, I mean that's something that that. Uh, you know, we've kind of always done here. Um, you know, we've played together and played apart, and, and, uh, and we've been successful uh, um, both ways. So, obviously, tonight it's a it's a, a good start for us uh, on the road. And. Um, excuse me, sorry um, but yeah I think it's 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 so fun to play with them and and uh, it's even fun to watch them on from the bench when uh, when we're not playing together
3: it has been back-to-back games with uh, big moments and milestones for you and Leon now what do you think about this happening for you two young guys literally at the same time in your career
7: yeah I think uh, you know we've kind of come up together and, and kind of grown up together and um, you know to be going through this uh, know this whole thing together it's uh it's it's fun you know it's it's special to 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 be uh a part of that and and uh you know we've we've grown really close and um you know it's uh it's really fun both uh, on and off the ice with leon
3: there's so much to talk about especially offensively but what would you make of the way miko stepped in couple games ago and and again tonight and was solid throughout.
7: yeah I thought he's been fantastic for us I mean stepping into a tough spot the other night you know down 4-3 and he's kind of got to hold the hold the thing at four and um, you know tonight I didn't think we got off to the best start I thought uh, I thought they came out with great energy and excitement and and uh, you know it took us a little bit to match it and 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 he kind of gave us that opportunity to to get our feet going so um, I really liked uh, liked his uh, his game
5: tonight uh, yes, he showed a lot of growth in terms of using his body more effectively. Uh, on your goal, on your first goal of the night, can you maybe take us through the play and how much he did in order to create space for you?
7: Yeah, he's always creating space out there. You know, he's such a big man and, and he's starting to, start. I mean, not starting to, he's kind of figured this game out and, and, and uh, you know, he's uh, such a good complimentary player and a great player in his own right. And, if you give him time and space, he's, uh, um, he's dangerous. And, you know, tonight, uh, kind of just followed him into the slot there. He took, uh, he took a bunch of guys there, uh, to the net and, um, you know, just, uh, just tried to follow him in there.
5: Special teams has obviously been a strong point for you guys. Zach Hyman was added in the off season, just like Warren Fogle. He makes a contribution, both shorthanded and PP. What did you take, think of his game tonight and how effective he's been early on this year? Yeah, I mean, he's been,
7: he's been exactly what, uh, what was advertised I think uh he's come in and he's worked so hard and um he's fit right in off the ice and and on the ice obviously his game speaks for itself um he hunts puck so well he plays on on every uh on every uh, type of you know game there is. He plays shorthanded power plays, you know, five on five. He's uh, he's uh, an all-around player, and um, he's a great weapon for us.
5: Connor, I'll wrap it up with one more. Uh, I know you probably don't want to talk about yourself too much, as you always do, but what's it like to be in the record books alongside Wayne Gretzky in terms of this fact? You're the s- second player in all this franchise history to begin four games, all multi-point efforts. Uh, what's it like to be alongside one of the greats? <laughs> it's not exactly... Uh, not exactly a crazy,
7: crazy record, but uh, it's uh, anytime you can be compared to, to a guy like that and, and be named in the same breath as him, it's uh, it's special. So it's been a good start for our group. And, um, you know, when the team has success, individuals have success. And I think you're seeing that throughout the lineup. Thank you. this was a
1: good start. That is Connor McDavid. Three points tonight, two goals and an assist. He gets career goals 200 and 201. Oilers knock off the Coyotes 5-1 on NHL.com. Connor McDavid named the uh, first star of the game. Zach Hyman named the second star. You'll hear from him in a few minutes. And Dyson Mayo, the first star tonight. That is a really cool story. A former Edmonton Oil King who uh, helped them win the Memorial Cup in 2014. Drafted by the Coyotes at 25 years of age. Makes his NHL debut tonight. And scores. He got the Coyotes' only goal.
2: It's not that hard a game for him, is it? They should have played him earlier. He's <laughs> he, Every game he's ever played in, he's scored in the National Hockey League. Uh, yeah, he, he liked the, the, the story of the fact that he worked his way here. It, it wasn't easy. Spent a lot of time in the minors. He gets his opportunity. And then to do it against the Edmonton Oilers, that's kind of special. And it's one of those, some guys score their first goal. It's, you know, bounces off six guys in or some weird... That was a nice shot. That was a beautiful goal. Something. If he never scores another goal in the National Hockey League, he can take the video out and show his grandkids. Here, look what Gramps did. Look what a pretty goal it was. So good on him. Hopefully, this allows him to stay in the National Hockey League and get some more games. Uh, I thought his game was fine tonight.
1: Oilers take it five one seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. If you want to get in touch with us uh, here this evening, and you'll hear from Zach Hyman as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Give it to Hyman. He's got a nurse with him. He'll come in. He'll shoot. Scars. Zach Hyman with a shorthanded goal on a
1: two-on-one has given the Oilers a 2-0 lead. Hyman with two goals tonight. One shorthanded. One on the power play. The Oilers' special teams continue to excel. Their power play is 7 for 14 on the season. By the way, Arizona's penalty kill is 3 for 9. Not... Oh, they've allowed three power play goals against. No, they've killed off three of their nine shorthanded situations. So there's that 33%. That would be they're... a great power play. It would be that fantastic. would not be a good penalty kill.
2: No, no. And again, the, the, the goals that the Oilers scored in the power play were empty netters. So their penalty killing. I mean, the, the, they did a pretty good job. The Cardinals only took two penalties on the night, but they killed neither. So their power play looked terrible. Their penalty killing was awful. Uh, this may be a really long season for the Arizona Coyotes.
1: Some of the stats tonight, as we mentioned, McDavid did not play a ton this evening. He played 15-29. Nuge played 18-10. Dreisleitle plays 17 half Nurse, 24-51 for him this evening. And, again, the Oilers' face-offs have been really good this season which is another thing that's transformed from seasons past they're 56 percent in the face-off circle leading the way devon shore went five out of six and Derek ryan went eight out of twelve for 67 percent
2: well if if you want to be a depth player and get ice time you better have a centerman that can win faceoffs because uh, you're usually starting Connor and Leon in the offensive zone. So you want your third and fourth lines to start in the defensive zone. But they only can go out there if they're going to win draws. And Shore has been doing that. Ryan has been doing that. Uh, both uh, Shore is a lefty too, right? So they yep. got one for each side. So that it works out perfect for Dave Dave Tippett. the The team right now is being built the way that you build a team, so that you have a player or a line for every situation that comes around for you. And if those players and lines do their job, you have success. And that's what they're having right now with the others. And those
1: face-offs are adjustment of the game for pro drain techs for peace of mind down the line. What else stood out tonight? Uh, Well, we talked about how much is the fourth line going to play? Turris played 1043 short played 1206 Perlini played 9 56 almost got to 10 minutes uh cassian with five hits tonight
2: nurse with eight hits <laughs> this evening well no, what's funny is uh the 10 minutes i think is what your your, your fourth line is going to play mm-hmm. i think dave tippett's real comfortable with that if they get to 10 minutes that means things are going well but the thing that's funny about it is on a night where you're in control the whole evening you're playing back to back You're resting your star players, 15 minutes for Connor, 17 for Leon. Darnell Nurse still plays 24 minutes. I mean, mean, again, that's a slow night for him because he's been up over 30. But still, that's how important Darnell Nurse has become to this team. In a game where you have it in hand for most of the night, you still need him on the ice for 24 minutes. Duncan Keith and Evan Bouchard had the most
1: shots tonight for the Oilers with four each. And Bouchard... I mean, I, I know we've talked about it before, but man, he gets that thing off. I mean, we, we didn't even talk about it the other night. What he in, like? I was surprised Stoller stayed in the game, and Bouchard he doesn't take a huge backswing all the time.
2: No, it, I mean, I remember when he was in junior and in the World Juniors, and I, I, I they never that team never used him to his to to his strength. I mean, I would have had in junior, would have had the entire power play set up for Bouchard to take one timers. It's heavy. And every once in a while, a player comes through the National Hockey League that you look at him when he shoots back, okay, that guy's special. Sheldon Surrey was the same way. He had a heavy, heavy shot. And Bouchard is going to get better, and they're going to use it more and more as he gets more comfortable, gets more ice time. But, yeah, Bouchard, his shot. The other night, he hits the goalie in the head. I don't understand the ruling in the National Hockey League. I thought there was a concussion protocol where... If someone gets hit in the head, you he has to leave. He has to go on concussion protocol where they test him out and everything. I mean, that's a hundred mile an hour slap shot that knocked him dizzy, like he he collapsed. How does he not get pulled from the game? Like if there's ever was a video said, okay, here's concussion protocol. Here's how we pull a guy out of a game if this happens. That would be the video you show. So to me, either they're not doing it anymore, or somebody had gone to get popcorn that's supposed to be working in the game because that guy, that goalie should have had to leave the game for 15 minutes or whatever it is that they have to do.
1: 5-1, the Oilers win tonight on our face-off show. Don selected Leon Dreisaitl in our first goal of the game contest. Oddly enough, Leon Dreisettle did not get a point tonight Yeah, in a game the Oilers score five goals.
2: Oh, well, he's saving it for tomorrow in Vegas. Could be. Well, Could be. He didn't need it tonight. The rest of the lineup was scoring well enough for him.
1: Do, and just in case we didn't adequately explain the face-off violation penalty: if mm-hmm. the se- if the, re- if one guy gets thrown out, and then the second person taking the face-off commits a face-off violation, it's a penalty.
2: Automatic penalty. There, you, yeah. There's no choice. You have to. And when normally, when the first guy gets kicked out and the second guy comes in. Normally, if you watch him, he just puts his stick down, right. and it's more or less, it's a freebie to the other team, so you don't take the penalty. Hyman it might can, be a winger who thinks he's not good at it anyway, but yes. Hyman, is Hyman is good at it. Hyman is good at it, but Hyman, it, it was, I, you could see Connor McDavid mouthing, just drop the puck, because if he would have dropped the puck, there wouldn't have been a face-off violation, but Hyman, he went early. And he was, he was, he and the Phoenix or the Arizona player were both facing the same way because Hyman had completely turned his body. Uh, and it's an automatic call; it's not a judgment call. It's an automatic yeah. call, and the Oilers, uh, again, killed it off because their penalty killing has been very good as of late. What was Cassian upset about with that slashing penalty that you saw? Well, it wasn't a slash. It was no, you you were on your computer, so you didn't quite see it. So, in a game. And Mario used to do it all the time. When a player is back checking, say Connor McDavid's back checking and Tyson Barry's ahead of him, Connor McDavid would take the back of his stick and push Tyson to give him a little extra push. Cassian did that, except he did it to Krause on the Arizona Coyotes. It wasn't a slash, it was a push with the back of his stick. He, Cassian didn't need to do it. But that one, to me, isn't a penalty. And I think Zach mentioned it to the referee (laughs) with colorful words that he didn't believe it should have been a penalty. And there are rinks I played in the minors where if you beat them, you beat their home team, they don't give you very much hot water. So I think Zach Cassian, now that they had won the game, they were worried about (laughs) hot water in the dressing room. He said, I'm going to get the last of the hot water before you guys get in there.
1: All right, the Oilers take it 5 1. You'll hear from Zach Hyman in a couple of minutes. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
0: Saucers it to Barry, high slot, left wing, Nugent Hopkins over to McDavid. Wade shoots. Go! He put it off of Hyman right in front of the net. And Hyman will get the goal. It's a power play marker. And the Oilers are up 4-1.
1: And they would win at 5-1. Zach Hyman scored twice. He now has three goals on the season. Here he is.
3: Zach, uh, one of those nights where if you, you look at the score, maybe haven't seen the game, you might think, oh, this, this seemed like not a, a difficult game, but this was close for much of it. What did you think of how you guys were able to, you know, eventually pull away a little bit?
8: Yeah, know they're a team that plays really hard, I think. Um, they're hungry, and I thought Koski played really well, too, uh, saving whatever chances we gave up, and we just kept pressing, and uh, got a bunch of special teams goals, and, and then uh, closed it out.
3: You were a big part of that. Uh, I don't know how often in your career you've had an opportunity to score shorthanded and on a power play in the same game, but is that, is that a bit of a special feeling to have that kind of success in, in different areas for the club?
8: For sure. Uh, I think it was the first time I've, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just it's great to contribute, obviously. And um, shorthanded, you're just trying to kill a penalty. Luckily, we got a break there. Newt made a good play up and then docked jumped up in the rush, so I got two and one and and then the power boy uh, just trying to fit in with those guys. They've been at it for uh, a long time and just get to the net and uh, bang went home.
5: Probably not the easiest though. How does one fit in on a power play that prolific?
8: Well those guys make it easy. <laughs> they uh um they I mean they've been together for so long right so they know where each other are and for me in front of the net just try to you know create space uh screen when there's a shot and get to the backside because all those guys can can find the backside and get it over a stick or whatever the case may be and and then just uh, put it home when you get a chance
5: warren fogel got this uh scoring started uh in this hockey game but can you talk about that line as a whole fogel ryan and Cassian, and how effective they've been in the first four games
8: yeah, they've been unbelievable. Um, folks is playing great, same with Cass and, and Ryan. So they've been uh, they've been a huge part of, of our success so far, and um, just they're driving the puck forward the whole time. I think, and they're playing in the O zone a ton. So they're they're having tons of success, and it's a huge part of of why we're doing well.
3: When you look at uh, when you were signed, a lot of people thought, okay, here's Connor McDavid's winger, and then the season starts, and you're not with him, but then you are. Uh, tonight, is it, is it different being with him on a line once the season gets going compared to the chance that you had a little bit in the preseason?
8: No, I mean, I think it's just one game right now. So uh, this was a little bit of a different game, a lot of penalty killing, a lot of special teams, so not as much five on five, but he's obviously a really special player. And, and if you had a chance to play with him, uh, you're pretty fortunate because he creates so much space and time and he's able to do a lot of, of you know, things that nobody else can do, obviously. So uh, it was fun playing with him. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm used to playing with, with everybody last year when I was at Toronto. I played on almost every line, I feel like. So uh, in hockey, it's a long season. You don't, you know, most times you don't just stick with, with one guy, you play all, all around the lineup, so um, yeah, it's been it's been fun, and we'll we'll see what uh, what we're doing tomorrow.
5: What do you make of Miko Koski's performance tonight, and also coming in two nights ago, and really not an easy situation?
8: Yeah, Koski was unbelievable. He, I mean, he played great. One goal. Um, the night before, when, when Smitty went down, he came in cool, and that's not that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and really shut the door and, and uh, helped us win that game. And then, obviously, is a huge part of this game. So uh, credit to him. He's he's playing great.
3: As a guy who played the Canadian division and didn't get outside of Canada last season, what's it been like to get to the US and, and play a regular season game
8: out, outside of Canada? Yeah, Different. I, don't, I almost didn't know where to go when I got here. It's been so long. Um, but uh, you no, know, you know it's nice to play a different team and new teams, and and uh, and get out of Canada. And even though you know we, I loved the North Division last year, it's it's going to be nice to be able to see every player, every player, because it's, it's you know we played Anaheim and and we played Arizona that you haven't seen guys in two years really. So it's different when you watch them compared to when you play with them, and you can see who's you know the younger guys who have developed and become real players, and just it's different. But it's uh, it's good to be back playing with everybody. Take one on
6: Zoom, Rob. Go ahead. Zach, uh, the new guys that have come in—yourself uh, and and Fogle and you know Ryan, C.C. Keith—they all seem to be making uh, an early impact. Uh, how nice is that? How easy is that uh, in in the transition that, that the new guys have come in and, and uh, are already
5: you know contributing? Into- <laughs>
8: Yeah, I think it's it's obviously a a good feeling when when you're a new guy. You know, changes is it's different, right? So I think that it's a, a lot of credit goes to the guys who are here and, and how welcoming they they've been for us to us, and just really making us feel part of the team. Because when you're comfortable in an environment, you can you can feel confident, and confidence is such a big part of, of hockey. And I think for the new guys, I think all the new guys are confident in, in their roles and expanding and helping the team. And, and uh, it's, been, it's been fun to be able to uh, contribute to the team.
1: That is Zach Hyman. Yeah, big contribution tonight. Two goals. McDavid scores twice. Fogle scores 5-1. The Oilers take down the Arizona Coyotes. They are 4-0. Get more on the game on 630 chetcom or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. 6 p.m. faceoff off show tomorrow. Game at 8. Oilers at Vegas. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great night.